Welcome to the Bibliophile. Thank you. In Mad Adam, it's a gated science compound. Yeah. So how would you research that place? Okay, so first of all, let's talk about where it is. <laughs> we know that the sun rises in the east over the Atlantic Ocean. So we know it's on the east coast. We know it's in a place that is so flat that when the sea has risen, it has left some offshore buildings that, that are uninhabited and have been for a while and that are surrounded by water. Okay, so we look on a topographical map of the east coast of the United States. We also know that it's far enough north that once upon a time there were seasons, you know, with red and autumn leaves and stuff like that, and that news of a crocodile moving up would be news, so that it's not far enough south so that those things are already there. So global warming hasn't enabled um, the crocodile to move north yet. But, but he thinks it might, in Oryx and Craig, he hears something that he thinks it might. Okay. And we also know that the hat that he is wearing is a Red Sox hat. Okay. So that would situate it pretty definitively in the Boston area, uh, which is pretty flat. Uh, it's far enough north so that those things are true. We know that New New York is to the south. So that would put it there, and okay. when you look at the topographical map, you'll see that, indeed, part of Boston, known as Back Bay, was, it was infill. So it's already infilled. They already raised the land up a bit so they could build on it, and therefore it is very subject to inundation. If you go look at the Charles River, and if you go look at the Boston Bay area, Logan Airport, it's, it's actually, you land on this strip that's build out into the Atlantic. So it is in, in that area. And those were the factors that I was considering when figuring out where to place it. What Sorry, what factors? Why, why did you choose I needed, Boston? I needed a place that was on the East Coast that was flat. It was flat enough so that, it, so that the effect of the buildings being offshore and already flooded would be appropriate. And I didn't want New York because it was too big. I wanted a more manageable area. So although this is speculative, yes. you, you are grounding it in I'm grounding the real. it in possibility. Right. So not Boston exactly, precisely, but that flat part. Another part that would have been possible would have been Washington, D.C., which is very flat, but that would be a bit too Planet of the Apes, would it not? Although <laughs> well, what was it? It was the Statue, the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Here uh, you'd have the... No Congress, etc. Yes. So that sort of reprise, I didn't particularly want that. I wanted right. something more anonymous. So how could someone going to Boston better appreciate your work? Or is there is there an oh, interaction? Somebody, going to the, somebody living in Boston, where I, where I just was, and where I said, of course, I find Boston very convenient for dystopias, and they all applauded. You went so, to school there, too, didn't yes, you? Yes, Cambridge. Yeah. The, the real walk around having to do with, with books and that area is, is The Handmaid's Tale, where every building uh, is an identifiable building, pretty much. So the Harvard Wall, the Widener Library, the Harvard Coop, the theater, where they get the costumes, all of those buildings are there. And anybody familiar with the area recognizes them. Unfortunately, the one that I used for the model of the house where she actually lives 
has been torn down, but there's a lot of houses like that. Well, in fact, that's one of the reasons that I'm working on this project, by paying attention to the literary in place. Yes. It adds value to it, and therefore, hopefully, a bit more protection against the wreckers ball. That exactly, yes, as well. So, which brings us to the Kingston Penitentiary, which is in alias Grace, and which had just been built in the mid-19th century, of which they were very proud as a construction, and which has been closed. So what are they going to do with that building and with all of the records and archives? Similarly, what was once called the Toronto Lunatic Asylum, Mm -hmm. where Grace spent some time of an ambiguous sort and hard to find out what actually was going on. Susanna Moody claimed she saw her there raving, raving out of her mind. Uh, the doctor that came in shortly thereafter said, no, she's not really crazy at all, and I'm sending her back. To Kingston? Yes, where it's sent back for, to Kingston. So, but so how, can, how could, as a reader of this, yes, physically... You can go phys- and look at the building. So the relationship between the real and the yes. imaginary often yes. could be disappointment because it, it doesn't could match be disappointment your disappointment because it's not the same anymore. Right. It got changed in the intervening years. Or it um, could be different from the way you have perceived it reading your work. Very possibly because you're not that character. So when you're going and looking at it, you're not looking at it as a prisoner entering it for the first time. You're not looking at it as somebody who can't get out. The time when Grace was there was the warden was so bad he got fired. And you had to be really bad to get (laughs) fired as a warden in the 19th century from a prison. Didn't he end off running away with her to the States, or am I thinking... No, 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 no. What am I thinking of? She got released by Sir John A. MacDonald when he declared a general amnesty at Confederation. And the... The warden of that time, which was a different one, drove her to the United States where there was, quotes, a home prepared. So there was someone there who was willing to take her in. That had already been arranged. It must have been somebody she already knew. And she was very attractive too, wasn't she? She was, everybody said, although they they couldn't agree on how tall she was, what color her eyes were, or what color her hair was, they all agreed that she was good looking. So something struck the eye. It's Which very, makes it more dangerous for her. It's actually funny reading the, uh, the newspaper accounts because you think, okay, these people were all in the room, presumably. They're all looking at her, and each one of them has a different description. Isn't that it's funny? quite yeah. strange. When they're projecting um, on her or something. Their oh, own, for sure. But yeah. remember also that people were wearing these bonnets, and there was quite a bit covered up. And, but you would think they would be able to get the, the height agreed upon, but height is relative. One person short is another person's medium height, which is another person's tall, so you you just don't know. And uh, she was said to have had a, quotes, brilliant complexion, which by the time Susanna Moody saw her in prison had had faded. Yeah, brilliant is sort of shiny. Uh, Probably rosy-cheeked, you would think. So how did you go about researching? I got hold of everything I possibly could. So you went to the local... Okay, uh, so the account of the trial in the judge's handwriting, the notes he was making for himself, that still exists. 
And uh, where the, is that? I think it's a, you can look at the back of the book, but I think it's okay. the Upper Canadian Law Society. Unfortunately, his handwriting was so bad that nobody has been able to decipher it. But you still have it. You can it's there. you can try and it's decipher there. it yourself, it's there. right? You no, know, he was at yeah. I I had to go. No, yeah. <laughs> it's too difficult. So the literary tourists so, could yeah. follow your steps. They could, and yeah. so your steps they were. They would have to go to it somewhat. But for instance, the uh, uh, archivist at the Kingston Penitentiary is very helpful. They have a little library. They have a little museum kind of thing. They have a little enclave where you could make some contact. We looked at everything we could get from there. He helped us to identify what sort of clothing they would have been wearing. We found other material after the book was actually published that the literary tourist could get records of, I suppose. They have made a Grace Marks Park in Richmond Hill as a tribute to the book. But Richmond Hill is nothing like the Richmond Hill of those days, which was a little tiny village. And anyway, that the um, Kinnear house was outside of it. So it was quite removed. We've got two minutes left, right? Okay. So, so those, those kinds of things. The lunatic asylum records, there were quite a few of those. It's now called, they changed the name. They don't call things bluntly, things like the lunatic asylum anymore. No. But those records were available. The graveyard is still there. The church is still there where they're buried. Unfortunately, the markers for Kinnear and Hannah had been removed at the end of the 19th century, but we know they're in there. Mm-hmm. We know approximately where they are. So they can go to all of, they can go to the church. How do you think that adds to the experience of reading Well, going about, for instance, in London and visiting the Samuel Johnson house. On well, Gough Street. Yeah. yeah. I, I happen to have been in a number of cities where Hemingway was. Drinking and, in every bar. Drinking in every bar, but his hotel room in, in Havana has been preserved where he used to write. Mm-hmm. His house in Havana is there. With the tower. With with the tower and the pickled lizards in the bathroom. The one in Sun Valley, Idaho is, is still there, mm-hmm. which was the last one he lived in. So you can visit all those places. You get a sense of them, but you have to repopulate them in your imagination. And you have to take yourself back before the various technologies that we now employ were there. So you have to imagine, for instance, a manual typewriter for him. Actually, you can see the manual typewriter. You he stood up imagine, when he was writing. Yeah, because yeah. he had back problems. So it, uh, it so puts you, you into that. Into the space, but then you have to reimagine that space in terms of the past. So the other thing, of course, that I always writing about past times, what you want to do is look at the clothing and artifacts, and for that, old magazines are a great help. So in conjunction with the archaeology, populating with artifacts, and I just went to the Pompeian Herculaneum uh, exhibit at the British Library, where they have reconstructed what a house would have been like and put the artifacts in it. So you say, okay, so if you go to the actual Pompeii, you're going to see where it is in relationship to the mountain, but you're just going to see some walls mm-hmm. because all the everything else is gone, it's, it's burned, it's destroyed, and the artifacts are in other hands. They're not just lying around there. But if you go to the British Museum, you see a reconstruction, and 
you can actually walk through it and say, all right, so this is, this is what the kitchen, this is how big it was, this is the things that were in it, and these are the foods they ate, because a lot of them were preserved as well. So you can see an actual lo loaf of bread. It's, <laughs> because it's covered in lava, it's right, or something. It's, it's yeah. carbonized, but yes. you can get the shape. Yeah. And then you can see a wall picture where somebody is handing out the, that very same kind of bread which was round and had wedges marked on the top. So, so it's, it's a real really assistance, a, isn't it, to you? It really helps a, it you... It helps you reimagine, and, and the, the factor that you cannot change is always the human body in proportion to the space. So you can see a picture of that, but placing your own body in the space really gives you a sense of how big it was, how hard it would have been to heat, <laughs> how cold the people must have been. Uh, I mean, Samuel Johnson's place looks probably quite a lot less squalid and is a lot more comfortable than it would have been for him because he would have had candlelight only. He would have had limited heating, particularly when he was writing the dictionary with this rotten patron who never gave him any money. He would have All the been patrons. really yeah. pretty cold and hungry quite a lot of the time and dark. So those are the things that you have to add in. Yeah. Yeah, but it does help to put yourself in the space and well, to think what else, who, who, who else was living nearby, you know, who else was also here and what would the streets have been like, what was the plumbing like? Living the same life. Putting yourself back into... Yeah, just like your imagination life. does, yeah. but you've, you've got these props. Yeah, so the thing about the, the Herculaneum and Pompeii, they would have been a lot smellier. Maybe they could add some smell. I think that would be very off-putting. The toilet was in the kitchen, and it led to the main sewage system. And they put everything down there, like fish scraps, and it was sort of like a combination, empty the chamber pot plus the you know, leftover some dinner and all that stuff just went down there. If you're going to really put yourself in there, you have to think about those things too. Who was cooking where? What were they cooking? Mm -hmm. And what were the plumbing arrangements like? Where are the toilets? Were there any? <laughs> Just for starters. Can I get you to sign a couple of Absolutely. books? This is great. It was fun to look for the cover. Get a, a picture of the period. That's the thing. There's so much you can do with a, a novel, isn't there? There's so many. Um, well, so many things you have to really figure out where to get the information. The, the hardest thing on on the clothing of the past is usually the underclothing because you can't see it in pictures. And, and boots and shoes. Some, you can get some clue, but you don't know you, the occasions for them, like who would have worn which, which thing to do what. Anyway, thank you Catherine so much. This is why Catherine Trail is so useful, because she's got all that stuff in. Like how you, how you deal with things like building your cabin. Which helps you to build upwards. Set, yeah, set the period. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you.